Hello, welcome, Kami Mitch and Taimu. I've returned. The Indonesian authorities did not get me, and you are listening to Three Failed Pilots, the show where three underground basement dwelling nerds, more so now that Rody and Scott and Glenn and Harry have joined me in my underground bunker, escaping from the Indonesian authorities because some strange tipster has tipped the authorities off that they have been hiding a fugitive. And together, to pass the time, we're going to be doing what we always do. <laughs> yeah, very much. So, and what do we always do? I don't know, Christmas. Harry, you tell me. Uh, Christmas is what we always do. Uh, all year, every year, just like all Halloween is Halloween, all, all October is Halloween. Oh yeah, is Christmas. Including October, which is Halloween. Including October, which is Halloween. That yeah. particular one, it's Halloween, Christmas. Hello, Christmas. Which, you know, if if your favourite film is Nightmare Before Christmas, it's yeah, it's a good time for you. That is my favourite Christmas time. movie. Is it a Christmas film or is it a Halloween film? No, it's, 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 I mean, Christmas isn't the title. That's it's Christmas film. I don't know. I think it's okay. kind of an action film that is set. At Christmas Halloween. Jacob, you can't just say that about Die Hard and then say it about everything. <laughs> anyway, as you may or may or not be able to tell from the incoherent rambling going on, today's episode is going to be another Three Field Pilots improv pitch. Because we all love those, don't we? What's improv? Um, It's like, uh, you know, when you do a banana dance. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then you sing that song, you know, about the, about the flowers and the daffodils and the mountains and the rolling hills. <laughs> okay, now, now you've lost me. Uh, no, I did, I used to do that. <laughs> I mean, I did. Old, old Wild Mountain Time and all that shit. Yeah. No, no Wild Mountain Time. That's like. That's not the point. No. So, the way this works is that we're going to get into our pitches where uh, we're failed pilots. That's why it's called that. That's clever, isn't it? <clears throat> Is that why I've noticed? I think that's why we called it that, eh? Uh, I came up with a name, so I should do it all. Right enough, eh? <laughs> <laughs> so we're each going to go for our pitches, with nothing planned so far. The other two of our co-hosts are going to give us a title that we have come up with. The pitching person then has to go away for a little bit, improvise a pitch based around that title, and come back with a Christmas film for us. Cool. I just realised I've not even thought of titles. <laughs> this is going to be fun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I actually have two in mind. Okay. Good. So they are. I, I, I've, I've got two in mind that I really that I really want to see, so if none of you is to make them, I'll just <laughs> post, them, post them to Warner Brother myself. Um, but I... So I, who's going first? I should probably, I mean... Uh, I mean, normally you would explain the concept of the show there, but you didn't, so I'm assuming people know. I didn't. It's fine, it's fine. That that week off kind of fucked me, I realised. Yeah, fair, I'm the same. Uh, I mean, I'm assuming most people know at this point, right? Yeah, exactly. If if, if this is your first episode, you know, wild rides, deal with it. (laughs) This is the first first episode. Where the fuck have you been? Did I say Wecklum? (laughs) No, you didn't. You didn't say Wecklum. Yeah. Wecklum. Hello and Wecklum, everyone. Yeah. 
Do I just scrap this and start again? Yeah. No, Actually, no, 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 Okay, Jacob, here's my title for you. Go on. The year they cancelled Santa. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> That's good. Hi. Um, uh, uh, Mindy, what's yours? M- mine's is um, help aliens have kidnapped the baby Jesus. <laughs> They're both good men. <laughs> They're both pretty good, eh? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so, okay. Jacob, one of us will say... Uh, what will we give it? Two minute timer? Yeah, two minutes, and we'll just talk shit between now and then. Aye. Mainly about right. Jacob. Right, so oh, definitely. Thank you. <laughs> I'll okay. see you in just a bit, guys. <coughs> right. Starting a timer. Lanou. Cool. Uh, so, aye, we'll, we'll call him back in two minutes. Uh, so, I um, Like. Uh, die, die Hard. I think it is a Christmas film. That's absolutely a Christmas film. Aye, it's, it's set at Christmas, at Christmas party. It's about getting home to your family for Christmas. People, exactly. people miss the entire themes of it. And see the thing, see if people want to say it's not a Christmas film. That doesn't bother me. Unless they're one of those dicks that say any film that has snow is a Christmas film. What? See these people that watch Frozen and go, well, that's a Christmas film. No, no, definitely not. It's set in July. It just has snow in it. Is hatefully a Christmas film? <laughs> well... Mm, must be. Let's get snow. Well, <laughs> uh, this is the part where I have to explain that I've never seen Hateful Eight. So I don't know. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, so I'm going to watch good. it. Um, I like it. Uh, it's, not, it's not set at Christmas. Oh, okay, fair enough. Let's just get snow. Is Iron Man 3 a Christmas film? I mean, it's uh, a Shane White film, so definitely. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, that, that depends if it's a film. Yeah, true. Oh, fuck you, Iron Man 3. I'm not that fucked with Iron Man. I, I liked the first Iron Man movie, but I thought the second one was pish. The third one I didn't hate the way a lot of people did, but I do agree that the plot twist was a bit shit. Um, I thought Ben Kingsley did great with it. Um, and spoiler alert, if you've not seen Shang-Chi, uh, I thought bringing him back in Shang-Chi, where he's been kidnapped by the real Mandarin, was fucking brilliant. Um, yeah, oh, so... That's cool, eh? Um, I, I've not seen it, but um, I also have not that. Not hugely fucked about it anyway. The, the only MCU film anyone cares about is Spider-Man, isn't it? Let's be honest. At this point. Pretty much. That being said, I played the Guardians of the Galaxy game, finished it last night, and it's surprisingly very good. Alright. Uh, also, and, uh, Jacob was due back in five seconds. Oh. Let me tell him to come back. To, yep. Uh, oh no. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hi, Jacob. I return. <laughs> You return with a Christmas film. Okay. I return with a Christmas film. Which title so, have you gone for? So let me explain why. I think Christmas films need to be warm and wholesome, and they need to warm the little cockles of your heart. So right. I like the idea of the year they cancelled Santa Claus. <laughs> yes. Okay. And I'll explain why I picked the year they cancelled Santa Claus, because picture this, okay? It's because you forgot the true spirit of Christmas. No. Uh, you you just don't care no. about the baby Jesus. Yeah, that's all no. this guy cares about Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. I've got this. So I'm going to go topical. Imagine this. Picture a world where middle of the year, 
someone finds Santa's old tweets. <laughs> oh no. You can guess the things that he said. I'm not going to go into detail because this is a family-friendly fucking show. Of course it is. But <laughs> they found his old tweets and he said some very, very questionable things. Not ten years ago. He was tweeting these things up to six months ago and people just going, Oh, you, Santa. Because it was Christmas and they really didn't want to say anything naughty. But, you know, it's the middle of the year. They don't have to worry about getting on the naughty list. So they put this up. They say, Santa, what about these tweets? You're saying some really inappropriate things. And not just the media, but even the elves go, You know what, mate? You need to sort yourself out because this, this isn't right. And the way you're talking, the words you're using is not right. And so what this film is, is Santa going on a soul-searching journey. Because not all... We, we always have the view that, you know, you have that someone who gets cancelled then comes back years later going, I'm a changed man, look at me! And it's some, you know, sometimes you think, actually, yeah, you've, you've changed for the better. And I appreciate what you've done and I appreciate that you've owned the mistakes you've made. Sometimes you have people who come back and go, nah, mate, nah, mate. This film shows Santa actually changing himself. He realises that what he said was wrong, the views he held were wrong, and it is a warming journey of you see someone who goes from the realms of ignorance and learns about the spirit of Christmas and learns firsthand that the views he used to have were wrong and that Christmas is for everyone. And that the elves are lovely people. And all these wonderful things. And you see Santa look back at the old Santa just one Christmas ago and think, I am ashamed of you, ho, ho, ho. I don't want to say that I was like you, ho, ho, ho. I am a changed Santa. And as a result of that, Santa cancels himself and retires from being Santa. Okay. And all the while, throughout this film, you have Santa's nephew, Eric, who is one of the people who lives on the internet. He knows the, the way things work. And he goes up to him saying, come on, uncle, I'm going to help you through this journey. So he's the one at the side teaching him how to really understand the spirit of Christmas. And at the end of this film, where Santa retires, he turns to Eric and goes, now, my boy, you are the one who's shown me the way things are meant to be. You've shown me the spirit of Christmas. There's only one person who I think could take this mantle, and it's someone who has taken my old heart full of hatred and shown me so much warmth. You, sir, are the new Santa. Oh, and everyone starts crying in the theatres because this boy who's just spent an hour and a half fighting to save the person he loves ends up becoming the role model for all the children the world over. Because it shows that your relative, who you argue with at Christmas dinner every year, you can save him. You can bring him back no, from the hatred that he has. And you, you can you, bring the him. warmth. And you can bring the warmth of Christmas to all. Roll credits. End movie. Oh, okay. okay. You know what? For having just a, a quick pitch, that was very good, Jacob. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> as I said during the pitch, I, I, I'm not going to name names, uh, but 
Yeah, there's certain Well, I, I, I understand what you're saying. That it might be <laughs> a bit kind of um, unrealistic. To, unrealistically, it's not that likely to happen in real life, but it's optimistic. Yeah, yeah, like a and Christmas movie. And, and don't you think a lot of Christmas films are like that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, it's, it's a great uplifting Christmas movie. Aye. But does that mean one year no kids get any presents? No, 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 because at the end of the year, Eric becomes Santa. Okay, but and if they're Eric only going is... up at Christmas, that's... I mean, they're going to have to no, buy no, Christmas so... pretty quickly. It's Santa. He gets it done like that. It's mad. It's Santa. So are, are so... we to believe that Santa magic is hereditary? <laughs> So, you've seen Santa- Arthur Christmas? No, I've not. No, I haven't. Oh, well, Santa magic is hereditary. Okay. Oh, okay. Right, so, so what you're saying is that Santa does nothing 364 days a year? No, he tweets, right, obviously. Right, right, you, right, you, yeah, I mean, that's 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 yeah, he tweets, okay. come on! Clearly, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, like in, in mid March, he's at like, he's at the height. Yeah, an eggnog bender. <laughs> and he just gets his phone out at three o'clock in the morning and goes, I'll tell you another thing about the elves. <laughs> it's like you're reading the script. Uh, do you know my one... Movie, it's a movie that writes itself. Do you know my one criticism, Jacob? Go on. I felt like... And I understand, obviously, you're just making up the pitch very quickly, so this can be excused. It's not... I felt like you just went from... You just went from tweets to redemption very quickly. Like, I felt uh, like, I, I, like I felt I, I you used to have shown us more of him being a dick in between. You used to have shown him mistreating the elves and being an arsehole to people. Um, well, because it, what I, I mean, the way the way I would have done it is I would have shown you shown you the image of Santa at first, and then shown you him being a dick, and then given the kind of you know. That um, would have been a good start. Yeah, but, I mean, one of the things I was thinking is something that will hit home to a lot of people watching it. Yeah. Is that their relative who they argue with at Christmas time after they've had a few eggnogs. Yep. Isn't the kind of person who is a dick non-stop. Yes. He's just someone who normally is absolutely fine, but you put a couple of eggnogs in him and he starts telling you some awful things about elves. Uh, I don't agree with that message. <laughs> I don't, because in my, in my opinion, right, if... Um, if you start saying those things because you've got a few eggnogs in you, that means you really think it. Yeah. So I'm, I don't. So you're saying they're not a terrible person? I'm like, no, but they kind of are. It's not fair to turn around. I mean, let's let, let's just let's just address this. Yeah. If you turn into an asshole when you've been drinking, then you are an asshole. Then you're an asshole. Yeah. Well, it's not right. So it's, I don't. I, I agree. But sometimes I people are very good at hiding being an asshole. Okay, um, I, I so, get what you're saying, Jacob, but a minute ago you said that, oh, those people aren't bad people, and I'm like, no, 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 they are, and they need to change, which I thought was the point of this movie. <laughs> the, the point of the movie is anyone can change. Okay, and that's that's nice. It's the warmth of Christmas, that you can <coughs> use the warmth of Christmas to break through a hate-filled heart, that even though he was pretending to be a bastion of all that was good, yep. he was, in his heart, still an angry little beardy boy. Yeah, and I think as a beardy person to another beardy person, I I don't want to be associated with a nasty beardy boy. I want that man's <laughs> cold heart to be warmed by the fires of Christmas. And Eric could see that because Eric loves Uncle Santa. Eric knows what Uncle Santa stands for. 
And it's weird they call him Uncle Santa and said Uncle Nick, but go on. It's Uncle Santa, shush. <laughs> and he wants Uncle Santa to be the person who everyone thinks he is. Okay. And so he's the one who takes Santa on that journey of self-discovery, self-realization, and also understanding that, yes, he is privileged. Because look at him. He has... He is Santa. How could you not be more privileged than Santa? You don't need to work one day a year. So, yeah. So he's the person who... He takes his uncle who he loves and warms his heart. Okay. And that, that's something that's gonna... It's gonna ring true to yeah. a lot of people and there'll be tears in the theatres and they'll be giving an Oscar out to me that's for true. best pitch. And yeah. Glenn will be there and you'll be there somewhere, Ooh. I'm sure, Rody. And the moral of the story is nepotism is okay as long as that person is a good person <laughs> in other aspects. The qualifications mean nothing. Uh, you, you know what? I, I was also going to bring up something pretty similar to what Roddy's <laughs> thought about there, I, but uh, so instead I'll just ask some more sort of uh, practical <clears throat> questions. Firstly, who plays Santa? I was about to say that because I have a suggestion. Who's your suggestion? No, you tell I'm us. I'm not first. sold yet. You tell us no, first. No, 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 no. You, you, no, you go first. Because when I say it, Glenn's going to completely agree with me. And if it's and if it's not who I'm going to say, then I'm going to keep it for my picture for Santa in it. Well, can I? Can I? I'm going to message him in quickly, Glenn. Right. Okay. I'll be honest. I hadn't cast Santa because I I don't know who would be a good Santa. Did you get that, Glenn? <laughs> I did get that. Yeah. Do you know you should cast a Santa? Who? Literal Santa McFoley. Aye. Like, he, he's obsessed with Christmas and he dresses Santa every year. Actually, and that's a the very good idea. Oh <laughs> and he can God, play a yes. bastard. Yeah. You, and you, you've I, convinced me. You've convinced me. McFoley is playing Santa. You, you could kind of have a moment when you when you first see his, his bastardry. Like, um, he, he jumps down the chimney, dressed as Santa, <laughs> realises it, it's, it's a naughty boy's house. And when he appears in the fireplace, he's mankind, and he goes and circles everyone. <laughs> yeah. But no, no, I like that. Mick Foley, he'd make a very good Santa. I mean, he Wait. he did a whole documentary about being Santa, so yeah. yeah. He's obsessed with Christmas. And he's a lovely, lovely man. Um, yeah, but that nice, being man. said, Jacob, all I've been doing is nitpicking. I actually think it's a really good pitch. Uh, I so actually I'm gonna tried give you this time. Yeah, Thank no, you, you did. You did, and, and, and I'm proud of you for it. Uh, Thank you. So I'm going to give you a green light, because I do think... As much as I'm nitpicking, it's easy to do that after the fact, but when you've only got two minutes, it is hard. You know, obviously we have to tear it apart, that's the show, but, you know. Oh, aye. That's yeah. the whole point. <coughs> yep. Uh, what about you, Glenn? You know what, I think... Well, you think this would be, like, you know, a, a good film to watch every year, or a film you'd, that would get a buzz about it, you'd go see when it came out and think, that would absolute fucking drivel. You know, you think it's going to be absolute fucking drivel. It's definitely the absolute fucking drivel that a studio would put out for Christmas. Of course. Yes. Yeah, 100%. I can see that's been you know, a Netflix you know, special. Like, 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 especially, you know, like, big business film execs and producers and actors and, and directors who want to go, Yeah, I should be able to be a bastard and get away with it. <laughs> they'll be all over it. Thinking cynically. Hi. <laughs> So, uh, I am in. Cool. Two green lights. Wow. Congratulations, Jacob. <clears throat> it feels so good. 
I think, I mean, I'll go next if you want, guys. No. Actually, no, wait, uh, Harry, you can go next, sorry. Okay. You go next, yeah. Okay, I'll go next. What are my titles? Uh, so, the one that I've got for you is uh, <clears throat> The Cursed Pantomime. Okay. Okay, so a little bit of a background here. I found a very good website earlier today called Christmas Title Generator. And it generates a wonderful Christmas title. Okay. So what I'm going to do, I'm just going to randomly click on the Let the Joy Begin button. And Glenn, okay. you tell me to stop. Okay. It's going to generate a Christmas film that already exists. Yep. Stop. No, it won't. Stop. Okay. okay. Here is the title. This actually sounds a bit spooky. <laughs> Snowmen at Mulberry Manor. Ooh. Oh, that sounds okay. that, that sounds like a like a Christmas themed D one shot. If anything, oh yeah, <laughs> it really does, eh? Uh, um, but yeah, uh, two minutes going. I'll tell you when to go. Give me a second. I'm gonna go oh, okay. as it's. I go now, actually. Yeah, that's perfect. Right, Jerry. Cool. You're back at nineteen. <coughs> uh, Twenty-one minutes from now is, but it's <laughs> it's 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 seven thirty-two. No, it's not. This, this podcast is live. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, but no, that was well done, Jacob. Um, Thank you. I, I actually tried. I and I were discussing how how uh, Die Hard is a Christmas film, and I feel like you're going to say it isn't. I think it is. So I'm just... proud of you. <laughs> it is. It's about the entire theme of it is about getting home to your family at Christmas. It's a realistic take on Christmas because you know not every family is going to be perfect and happy. It's a Christmas film for adults, and it's well, Christmas it's also at its core. Set. At Christmas. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like I find if a movie is set <coughs> at Christmas, it's a Christmas movie. If there's Christmas okay. in the movie and it just appears once or yeah. twice, that's not necessarily Christmas. But a I movie mean, that is set around the time of Christmas is a Christmas film. But yeah, but also I would say the themes of Die Hard are very Christmas. As I say, it's about a guy trying to get home to his family for Christmas. Like, and, not, and it's about die. family. You know what I mean? Well. <coughs> All they need to do is set a Fast and Furious movie at Christmas. (laughs) And then that's all about family. Yeah. Uh, So I'm glad we're in agreement. Because... I'm really happy, by the way, I found this Christmas movie title generator. Because you get some really fun ones. Uh, There's like a very... And also some dumb ones. Like a very merry wish list for Christmas. (laughs) You shouldn't read them all out because I I imagine I'm going to get one of them. No, no, they're all random. I haven't seen that Snowman at Mulberry Manor before. Snowman at Mulberry Manor. Oh. Little, I've got another Mulberry Manor, which is Jingle Bells at Mulberry Manor, which doesn't sound as spooky as Snowman. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh. Love at Graceview Mansion. All these titles are so shit. A yeah. mistletoe wish list for Christmas. Is it one minute left? Oh, just put it in there. A Christmas gift. Ah, oh, wonderful. <sighs> What's your favourite <laughs> Christmas song, Jacob? Paddy and I will discuss Mr. Lord there. Oh. God, um, Val Hallelujah by Nano War of Steel. Okay, it's very Christmassy. Yeah, I've not heard that. I'll, I'll send it to you. I know you like power metal. You'll love this. Oh uh, yeah, it's true. I probably like it in yeah. I know Glenn likes it. Um, Glenn's favourite's the I can't remember the title of it, but it's the status quo Christmas song, and I cannot remember the title of the. Status argument. quo did a Christmas song. They did, yeah. And I'm not a status quo fan. I'm uh, I'm 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 one of these yeah find a fourth cord dicks people but <laughs> uh, yeah 
like <coughs> Harry's not this back in mid raging. <laughs> he he lost it. Cool. To it. But he also will admit that I'm not wrong. Uh, oh, that that is Harry's time up. Oh, come back, Harry! Come back! He can't hear you. Come back! Come back, sweet Harry! Come <laughs> back! We miss you. He, he, he's not back yet. <laughs> Where the fuck is he? Come back, okay. Harry! Oh, we miss you. <laughs> Hello. Oh, he's back. Right. I mean, that was only like twenty seconds. Uh, honestly, it was ah. two minutes. It was two minutes and fifteen seconds, if you want to be exact. Mm, <laughs> the time you come back. Whatever. <laughs> I was getting into that one. Okay. Oh, good. I was getting into that one. So, uh, <laughs> what that means is that what I have might be good, but is also totally unfinished. Oh, yeah. Cool. In future, should make these like three or four minutes because I don't think two minutes is enough. Yes. Obviously, I I'll do it in two minutes, I, but I mean, from next I, time. I kind of like, like, like the pressure. Make it Pressure's three then good. in future, I think. I think two is just not enough. We'll, we'll discuss it off we'll, here, we'll, but I think we'll, we'll, talk, that's... We'll, we'll talk about it next time. Maybe yeah. We get in the mood for an improv episode, eh? Because anyway, the Christmas film I'm pitching to you is The Cursed Bando. Ah, 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 ah. Alright. <laughs> and the Cursed Panto opens up with some with some people looking at the you know the the, the poster on the bus stop. You know, um, Aladdin is going to be shown at the um at, at the Bumfuck Theatre. Okay. Uh, I've heard which, they've got uh, rage reviews. Yeah, I, in fact, uh, have, have any of you ever been to Faith? No, no, I can't say I have. J- Jacob, have you been to Faith? I've never been to Faith. Lennox and Faith? I was going to say, I mean, it's more like oh, Jacob's from Faith because Faith seems to just be full of fucking English people. <laughs> That's done it. It's not just me. Like, I, I know more English people living in Scotland than Faith than anywhere else. But anyway, go on. Anyway. Uh, so they're sort of looking at the advert, you know, uh, Aladdin's going to be shown at the, the bumfuck fair, and they're like, oh, I know, apparently the season will be good this year, it'll be, it'll be nice to go this year after, you know, we couldn't go last year, and everyone thinks they're talking about COVID, and then somebody says, aye, because of all the murders, aye, because of all the murders, you know, that's right, aye. Um, and he goes, but, but anyway, and they go, Who, who's that playing the genie, in the big chin, and you go, that's a... Uh, his name's Ron Perlman, you can him? <laughs> oh, yes. Oh. No, 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 never heard of him. He must be new. You know? All right, okay. So, so, you know, I'm just basically building up that there's a buzz for the panel this year. Okay. And then you're kind of going to see backstage in the last kind of dress rehearsals and something, you know, minor things are going wrong. You know, the, the plugs are sparking and the, the lights Ooh. aren't working when you need them to and the, the fireworks go off early and nearly burn people and that. But the stage manager's just trying to rush everything through. He's like, no, no, the, the panel must go on. Somebody says, oh, no. And then, like, a sandbag falls on them immediately. <laughs> oh, so, God. you know, you, you, things, things are starting to go wrong here, but all just kind of technical glitches that could happen at any panel. Yeah. Although the audience yeah. know the name of the film by this point, so, you know, you know it's obviously they think there's something more. Yeah, of course. And on opening night... The people were going to follow. That just a wee lassie and our granny going to the show. You know, with with bags of toffees and woolly bonnets on, and it's, they're into it. You know, maybe they go every year, apart from last year because of the murders. Yeah, yeah. 
So they go in and they get their seats and and I think the great thing about uh, about this format for the films is that you can actually just waste a lot of the time in the film just like showing them Aladdin. What is literally just your local pantomime Aladdin? It's, it literally is just like your local pantomime Aladdin, but like you know the fireworks go off early and burn. D- does that mean Grado gets a, gets a credit in this? Absolutely. Again, I was going to have Grado as a genie, but then I thought, nah, wrong Peregrine, since I won't get a Santa, probably. Because that's who my Santa was going to be. Aww. And so, you know, again, it's nothing too serious, just kind of minor tech issues until the end of the first act when the safety curtain goes to come down and it's uh, not very safe because it comes down too quickly and crushes one of the actors. Aww, poor Grado. (laughs) <laughs> Grado, aye. I wonder if this is going to be Grado's first on-screen date. <laughs> I don't know, I mean, I, uh, I've, see, I've seen these matches with... Inf- uh, sorry, never mind, don't know. We... Yeah. Anyway, go on. And so at this point, that you know, the granny's like, something's not right here. I'm used, used to hear my dear, I'm going, I'm going to see if everything's okay. And she goes to go backstage and traps in the stage door. The stage manager answers it like, what, you, you can't come in. She pushes her away and she goes, Oh, dearie, I think you find I can come in. Because alongside being a panto granny, I'm also an ex supernatural detective. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. She puts her shades on and takes them off because it's dark. She looks like a tit. But she walks in, she starts getting investigating things, you know, the wires are sparking. She goes, mm, That could be electrical, you know, the lights are having a flaky. She goes, Well, that could be the wind. <laughs> and then the safety curtain like rises and then just like keeps slamming down and like Grado's poor smash ribcage and he goes, Yeah, that's 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 cursed. That's a possession, that is. So this this begins the investigative portion of the of the night, of the film. We're gonna separate the main people kind of thing. And just asking the question, you know, how long you've been working here, very basic things. And through, you know, the the Colombo method of, you know, getting getting a getting a, an easy answer, walking away and going, Ah, oh, one more thing, you know that. Uh-huh. Basically we're go- we're going to realise that the stage manager is indeed responsible for the curse. Oh no, what a twist. What a twist. And do you know what they did to curse the panto? Go on. They touched the rope. Didn't leave the rope alone. Dun, dun, Which is dun. a really awkward way of phrasing it. Oh no he didn't. Hey. I was wondering when that was going to happen. <laughs> anyway. So, so, uh, I, I just want to clarify, if, I, I don't know if that one travels or not. Jacob, do you know what that is? I know you know, I know, because I know you know what bantos are and all that, but do you have the don't touch the rope bit? No, I've, I, I'll be honest, no. I don't know oh, what that is. Okay. All right, well, well here at some point near the end of the act two, a, a big... A big rope will come down for neighbor, and somebody oh. will go to pull the rope, and you say, "Don't touch the rope, leave the rope alone." They go, "Oh, okay, okay, okay," and they go, and then somebody else goes to touch it, and you in your day the hang over and over again until somebody pulls the rope and something bad happens. Oh no, they don't. Yeah, uh, that, that's that's the only extent of panto I I know. Yeah. So anyway, that's all started because the stage manager touched the rope. It didn't leave the rope alone. Ron Perlman's pretty pissed off at last because, you know, he's a professional. <laughs> yep. So this is the bit where him and Supernatural Detective Granny team up. 
I, was, I kind of wanted them to kick fuck out the stage manager here, but that's not very Christmassy. <laughs> it's not very Christmassy at all. It's not very Christmassy. Aye. Even though it's at a pan. Oh, I feel like I could have gotten away with it if I had more time to, you know, justify it. Uh, so instead, that's not going to happen, and instead they're just going to host a Christmas seance. Oh, nice. You know, they're going to, like, form a, form a pentagram yep. with the stage manager in the middle and Ron Perlman's big raging cat eyes staring at him. There's nothing more Christmassy than the seance. Exactly. <laughs> and once they have the seance, who should they summon but the spirit of bumfuck theatre? None other than Aladdin himself. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Do you know why he's cussed the panto? Go on, go on, go on. He's sick of him playing with white people. He's sick of him played by white people. Hey! <laughs> that wasn't what I had. I mean, it's, it's kind of what I had, but not exactly in those words. It was basically a totally inaccurate telling of his story. Like the, the guy was just. Also, the fact that not... the is, when they play Aladdin is usually a woman. I find sometimes, eh? Yeah, quite a lot. Sometimes, eh? Basically, this story's just been twisted so, so you know what actually happened. Like all the stuff where the genie was just that you know an old woman called Genie, <laughs> which uh, there are a lot of in modern day China. China. Have any of you been to China? China. What? Yeah. yeah. No, I've never been to China. No, yeah, Hannah's Hannah's the old woman called Genie. You think it's a Scottish thing? It's no. They're everywhere in China. Um, I don't know what I'll add you watch, mate, but... Okay. The, 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 thing about, the thing about the cave... Mm-hmm. Um, that was just that, that he caved once. You know, he went to do something and he caved. Okay. And oh. little, little, little monkey friend. Well, that was true. He did have a monkey, but the panto generally leaves that out. So. <laughs> So this guy's been so pissed off that every time there's an Aladdin part one, they get it so wrong that one day he turned up in bumfuck Fife to curse the panel. But that leaves us with one more question. Uh-huh. Who's been doing all the murders? <laughs> I'll tell you who's been doing all the murders. Oh, go on. The wee lassie. Imbued with the psychic energy and supernatural pish that her granny brings into her life, she turned into a right wee children of the corn. And by the time to go back through to start Act Two, and now that Aladdin's agreed to stop haunting the theatre, everyone's dead upside down, and their eyeballs have exploded. <laughs> what the fuck? Merry, oh. Merry Christmas. Um, um, Gwen, can I say what this is without? Uh, and I mean, this is nothing but a compliment. Right. This is like a collaboration of every pitch you've done, right? See, when you were doing the investigation, I was like, "Wait, this is just these. This is just this pitch from the the horror episode." Oh, and then bastard. you, and, uh, right, and then you went into like, the seance, and then you done the kind of the kind of twist. I've not done a, I've not done a seance. No, 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 no. That's what I'm going. I'm going somewhere else. But, and, and then, then you brought in. You've brought in the um. That's werewolf one, the werewolf mystery. But yeah, well, that's what I was talking about with the horror movie. That's yeah. like what I just said, Jacob. Um. The uh, and then the, the inaccuracies that was the Sakai episode, so this was just a, this was just a send up to all you to all your pictures, mate. Well, how was that the Sakai episode? 
Oh, the oh, inaccuracies yep, yep. of his life. Yep. You know. yep, it was. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, it's not bad. I just okay. I just so, it's, that so, it's two, so it's two pitches, not all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know, but I just thought it was interesting. Um, okay. Can I? Can I? Um, can I say one thing though? Feel free. I, I'm going to ignore it in one condition. Ah, <laughs> okay. Ron Perlman, right? Because he, he, yep. he, he disappeared for a bit before he showed back up with the granny. He did, eh? Can, can we have it that he just shows up in full Hellboy makeup because he was a supernatural investigator? <laughs> I don't see why not. <laughs> he just shows up to the scene like he, he's such a professional that he had to get, he had to get his makeup done before he does in the mirror. Well, that was fun, I mean. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. I mean, it, it was fun. Good. Uh, oh, I wouldn't call it very Christmassy. <laughs> It's fucking it's Christmas, Christmas over. At the end. It's about a pantomime. But it, everyone fucking dies. People. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Have you not? Have, have you not okay. seen the alternative ending to Jingle All the Way? Right. More people die at Christmas than another time of year. It's very Christmas. Yeah, it's all the vending machines that fall on them instead of being killed by sharks. <laughs> <laughs> at the end of Jingle All the Way, everyone lives. The alternative ending, Jacob. My God, keep up. <laughs> no, no, so that wasn't the alternative ending. That was Running Man. <laughs> Which is not a Christmas film. Can be. I mean, no, but uh, that's, 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 that was Christmas on point. It was. Because the thing it's is, an right... alternative Christmas film. Yeah. It's a Christmas film for people that don't like the message that your racist uncle's actually fine to be racist. Yes. I also think, right, we need to just stop going... Right, okay. Christmas is nice if you're into Christmas, right? That's fine, I don't have a problem with that. Right? Christmas is a really fucking depressing time for a lot of people, right? And I think we need to start fucking talking about it. Aye, Jacob, it's it's an allegory. Yeah. If you're one of these people that Christmas is a a really horrible time for you, it gets to all year, as we established earlier. Yeah. Um, then that's really going to feel like having your eyeballs exploded in the pantomime. Yeah. So is this film a comedy, or is it a serious <laughs> film? I mean, I don't think I need to answer that. <laughs> yeah, come on, it's a comedy. <laughs> it's a comedy with a sudden, brutal, bloody ending. Yeah. Yeah, that happens. Murder's a great punchline. Jacob, hurry up and give me a green fairy light. I'm giving you a red light. See, Christmas. What? Why? Because Justify your actions in an essay. Because you gave a Jacob pitch. No, he didn't. He did, absolutely did not. I'm going to defend that here. That was a good pitch. <laughs> you just don't like it because it made you sad. It didn't make me sad. It made me confused. Okay, right. But sometimes, not everything's going to have a happy ending, Jacob. Life's confusing. My pitch is probably going to depress you even more. It will, it will be if you pick the title I give you. <laughs> okay. Yes, <laughs> what I'm going for, <laughs> you have to, You have to step out of this emotionally and look at it critically, Jacob. I'm looking at it critically and I'm still confused. What's confusing? People are getting murdered. Aladdin cut, cuts the pantomime because he was sick of his story being told inaccurately. 
And then I won't go to original. And then a little girl. And <coughs> the, the reason why Aladdin chose which was bum, which was foreshadowed at the which was foreshadowed at the beginning with the mud does. Yeah. That's another thing they don't get right in the in the pantomime of the film is that he actually spent a lot of time in Fife. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and apparently it's from China. Where did that come from? Well, well, the pant well, Aladdin is generally set in China. Is, is it? it? That's Aye. Really? Arabian Nights. Uh, I think so. That's, that's the Disney film. That's the Disney film. That I mean, it's, it's based on the story of what Alibaba, isn't it? Yeah, Alibaba and the Forty yeah, Thieves. Yeah, it's based on Alibaba and the Forty Thieves. So, I, 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 the Disney film. But what I'm saying is, when you go and see it at the panto, it's generally say East Asia, East China. Is it? I don't. Is I've it? never right. seen that. Yes. I'm not gonna lie to you. Ah, well, well, I've seen it a lot. <laughs> right, phone Gretel. He'll know. Phone, phone. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, oh Jacob's giving you a red light, although I think you deserve two green lights, Harry. I just want to put that out there. Right? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll... Yeah. <coughs> we just stop letting Jacob go first, because he's going to reject what, everything now, so he wins. What, 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 that's what what happening here. That is you... not true! <laughs> nah, that's absolutely true. That's God absolutely damn it, Rody! <laughs> yeah, he actually sounded defended by that. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, he wouldn't do that, what, to be what, fair. What were, you, what were you, oh my God, in that, Jacob? Did you discover that I was right about something? I, I discovered that the original story of Aladdin might be from China. Hey. Oh, shit, okay, fair enough. What did I just I fucking tell you? <laughs> um, but, give me the tapes, guys, let's go. Okay, Jacob, do you want to go first? Alright, I'm on my title generator. Tell me when to stop clicking. <laughs> stop. Okay. Ooh, here's a weird one. Mm-hmm. When you believe in Pattersworth Manor. Pattersworth Manor, okay. <laughs> when you believe in Pattersworth Manor. Okay. But, but, Jacob, click it again just to make sure it's not. it doesn't always end in somewhere manor. Um, it, a merry it and bright surprise for Christmas. Magic for Christmas. Joy for Christmas. Kiss for Christmas. Okay, There's a okay, lot of for Christmas. Damn, I okay, want to kiss point, for point made. Point made. Okay. Well, uh, my... More depressing... <laughs> More depressing option is Merry Christmas and a happy second divorce. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's that's a good okay. comedy. Uh, I'm gonna wait until uh, I'm gonna wait until quarter past so that it's like gonna have a nice time. And then I'll go. All right. Well, I'll, well, I'll get a time. Fifteen right. seconds past. I mean, tell me when to go, then Harry. Right. Three, two, one. Away you go. Bye bye. So, yes. So, yes. What's so, your What's your favourite Christmas song? So, funnily enough, Rody asked me that in your break. No way. And I said it was "Val Hallelujah" by Nano War of Steel, featuring <laughs> Angus McFife. Featuring the original one. Previously, Angus McFife. Previously, Angus McFife. Currently, Tom. Tom. Featuring Thomas. Tom. That's and I know song. yours is the status quo song. Damn it. I know, sorry. Have I told you that? No, Rody told me. Oh, in, okay. In your break. Oh, okay. he asked me about Christmas songs. <laughs> but no, Fair seriously, the, um, this Christmas title generator is wonderful. It's, I've, it's I've got Mulberry Manor again. It's snowflakes instead of snowmen. Oh, Magic okay. for Christmas. A well, Christmas I mean... wish list. 
I mean, depends who's making the film. There might not be much of a difference between Snowflake and Snowman. Don't know. But I like the when you, you believe. See, the, 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 re- the reason I didn't go, with, didn't go with that one, I was going to go for that one at first, but then all I remembered was the the episode of The Simpsons where Homer and Mr. Burns go up the mountain together. Okay. And remember, they get, snuck, they get stuck in the cabin. And they go, and they go snowmental. Oh, the snowmental. Yeah. And then, like, they're each imagining, like, each other with his army of snowmen. Yes. I remember the snowmental episode. Ah! So what was that? That's, that's, what? That was a loud noise. Oh, sorry, it was just me. Oh, Titan. it's the Discord notifications are all Christmassy. Oh, okay. oh are they? It, it went jingle jingle when you messaged. Oh, that's nice. It made me jump. That's so embarrassing. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is that noise? <laughs> oh, brilliant. Come back, Brody. I spent Come most back. of that time I spent most of that time trying to look up actresses, I'm not gonna lie, but I've got a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um and then, oh, an, and then I went I ended up going with the obvious one because I was running out of time. Right. Uh so I've went with Merry Christmas, Happy Second Divorce. <laughs> Great. Starring Adam Driver and Zendaya. Amazing. Okay. Um, so, the premise of this is, right... <coughs> Originally, right, I just pictured Marriage Story because I thought that was quite a good kind of comparison for this. And that's where I got oh, to Adam I was, Driver. I was going to ask yeah. if you think Adam Driver's like typecast as person who gets divorced a lot now. <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so... We talked about this earlier. We've, you know, we've touched on you know the kind of the racist uncle, and the we talked about how like you know Christmas can be a shit time. Yeah, it can be. Yeah, so I don't I don't want to do another Happy Christmas movie. I want to do one that people can actually relate to for once. Um, Go on. So I want to start. You see this kind of happy couple. You see Adam Driver and Zendaya, and you know they've got a. Uh, They've got two. Well, they've got one kid together, and then you know, Adam Driver's got like uh, you know a, a daughter from his first marriage as well. Um, and you okay. see them all happy, and you know they look like a really, really nice kind of like typical kind of like you know uh, <coughs> nuclear family, right? Yeah. Yeah, you know, like kind of glowing green, <laughs> they have light up eyes, and yeah. they have a healthy hum. Yeah. Nice healthy hum, as long as it's healthy. <laughs> but. Then you kind of see that, like, um, you kind of get a bit more information. You find out, like... Um... <laughs> they're a really good source of clean energy, but no one knows what to do with them once they're spent. Give me a second. Anyway, right. You see that Adam Driver, he, wa- he works for his dad. But you also see that he's a... Uh... He works for his dad's company, but he's kind of bottom of the rung. Okay. And yeah. you kind of get the impression that there's tension there between him and his dad. And you see, start to see, like, that <coughs> you see him like, looking over bills and he's, like, looking at what the kids want for Christmas and he's, he does the kind of, the kind of head in the hands thing to show this is going to be a hard fucking year. <coughs> but, he's, but you see him, like, putting in all this overtime and he's doing everything he can do to just try and give his kids a good Christmas because that's important to him. Um, and then the first kind of big twist happens. The uh, the dad and the dad kind of shows up for uh, you know before Christmas and he brings out all these presents and he's got them already. Um, and very important point here, his first daughter, right. okay, she is completely white. 
Obviously, mm-hmm. sec- obviously, second child to his his son, they had was entire his mixed race. You see him okay. bring all these presents, and he puts them all in front of the older child, and there's oh. nothing for the younger one. God, yeah, oh, no. <laughs> um, and that's the first time that you see something is really, really wrong here. Mm-hmm. But they don't comment on it, um, like. Zendaya makes a comment like, are you not going to say something? And he's like, oh, you know, I don't, I can't afford to lose my job, I can't afford to lose my job. Uh, <coughs> and it's kind of just kind of like, sitting on the surface, and then it builds up. And then on Christmas Day, when they're all there, that's when it reaches a point, and like, the dad and the son start arguing eventually, you know, because he's like, you know, he goes, you don't, you know, respect the, 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 the family that I've got. You know, you don't, like, you don't even want it, like, and... I feel like it's upsetting to see, but you see this, and the kids see this as well. And you know, and this poor little boy has to learn that, like, his granddad resents his entire existence. Jesus. Yeah, and <clears throat> you see all this playing out, and then then Zendaya and Adam Driver's character they have an argument, and you know, Adam Driver's basically he's just pissed off his dad and he's lost his job. And they have an argument, and they spend some time apart. And then, you know, the kind of little boy kind of... Because one thing I fucking hate in Hollywood is when they, they have kids speak like woke adults, because kids don't actually talk like that, right? Well, that's what people tell you on their Twitter, they don't talk like that, right? They don't come in and say like, oh, you know, books live forever. No. He kind of comes in and he kind of says, um, in a kind of realistic way, he kind of says... Uh, Oh, it doesn't matter if Grandad doesn't get me presents. You know, I just um, he goes, is he goes? I know Santa's gonna bring me some, and you see the mum just kind of have a moment of like, what the fuck are we gonna do? Oh God! <clears throat> and then I'm getting you can probably see the kind of the Zendaya side of the family. You see, they've maybe not got as much, you know, like, yeah. but like the kind of the kind of Grandad and that side, like he like he carves them these kind of wee handmade things. And you see the kind of older, you can see the older one kind of looking at this kind of like handmade kind of like, it's like a fish that's been carved and he's not looking at any of his other toys and the other, and they kind of have this moment where like the dad sees the two of them, he kind of shows up and he sees the two of them playing together and they're just playing with this. And they kind of, you know, you think, you know, they're kind of, you think they're going to get separated and he kind of realises in the end that like, this is the kind of positive turnaround of we don't need to hold all those things. He can find another job. Maybe it won't pay as well, but he can find something else. Um, mm. These kids are that. These kids are innocent enough that they like that. They don't need a lot of nice things. You know, they're, you know how kids are. They're happy to play with the fucking box that comes in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh-huh. And the kind of me- the kind of end messages that he doesn't repair his relationship with his dad, and maybe he doesn't even repair his relationship with his wife. Maybe they do get separated. But you see them next Christmas, and it's kind of smaller and more intimate, and they've just got a couple of things, and maybe the dad shows up, and regardless of what problems they are, he's like, he's respectful to the mum in front of the kids. And the kind of message is that, like, don't be fucking shit to each other. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's hard enough out there, like, let's, like, do everything we can to, like, help each other out. You know what I mean? And that's the kind of real end of it, is that he kind of has this realisation of, by not saying anything, I was making things worse for my wife and my kids. And I might not be able to repair things with my wife, but at the very least, he goes, I can teach my sons that they should they should stand up for what's right. My son and my daughter, that they can stand up for what's right. 
and that's the kind of end moment of like, yeah, he gets divorced, but it's probably better off overall because she doesn't have to live in that environment, and he's now happier moving on with his things. And it ends in a kind of positive thing, but it's actually better off for the kids because they're not fighting and they're not having to be in this toxic environment. And he's been able to grow a backbone, stand up to his dad, and maybe in the next Christmas he's formed his own company. And yeah, things aren't going great, but he's making enough money that he can give his kids a decent Christmas and the kids are happy with whatever. And I just think that's that's a realistic Christmas movie that still ends in a happy note without being like, and then everything was fine. Because the reality is that's not going to happen for a lot of people. And I got weirdly deep, but I hope you got what I was going for. No, I get it. I... <coughs> and, and I get what you mean by saying that's a, that's a, a more realistic version of the kind of Christmas ending. I... Yeah. And i tell you what that film is. What? Oscar bait. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... It is. It is, but... Oh, it's always... <laughs> so I mean, what you're saying is you think my pitch is good enough to win an Oscar, mate? Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. It's still getting a green light from me because, yeah, that that that's bittersweet. Yeah, and it's it's wonderful. It, it is. And I, I thought, what? I mean, I thought about having them get back together. My thought was, there's a lot of kids that aren't in that environment. You know what I mean? That, that maybe their parents did fucking break up at Christmas, and maybe it is a shit time for them each year. But I think the end message can be, regardless of what problems you've got with them, like you know, just. Let your kids fucking enjoy it, please. Yeah, no, no, that that makes sense. It it's bittersweet, but it still has that little nugget of hope that, yeah, okay, this has happened, but you're still loved. Yeah, and For yeah, sure. I like that. I like that. So yeah, Harry. green light, Oscar <laughs> bait. Um, yeah. I I mean I. Again, it was my suggestion to, you know, that film title, but I did kind of upset myself with it, so that's what I get. <laughs> Man, I'm not great, I'm not going to lie. Who was talking aye. about it? Um... <laughs> uh, but no, that's, that, that sounds like what a kind of alternative Christmas film would actually be. Yeah. Pro- probably an exploding eyeballs. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how they're going to be an exploding eyeballs. <clears throat> I mean, I'd, I'd like to think that the, the dad's eyeballs exploded off scene because he's a dick. Okay, yeah, that's fine. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I also wanted to cast yeah. Steve Martin as him to give him a kind of serious role where he can be an arsehole. Oh, that'd be interesting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that would be really funny if you watched it straight after watching The Jerk. Well, <laughs> uh, well the, th- the thing is as well, like, the reason I think that would work is because he's normally the kind of guy who plays the kind of... He plays like Younger Princess Bride and stuff like that. It's a role he plays up for laugh. This is a time where he could really be yeah. like despicable. Think, you know of what I mean? a, th- think of that episode of CSI Miami that like he was in as Inspector Clouseau. <laughs> yeah. Go back. Go back. Go back. Go back and listen to what episode was that? The one about Detective the Detective Switch. Detective Swap. Detective yeah. Swap. Yep. Go back and look for that episode if you want to know how that went down. Yep. But no, that's cool. Um, you know, I think you've got a. A decent core cast. You've got a, a bit of a sweet ending that's, that's going to go for the Oscar bait. I can see that happening. I'm in. Cool. Now, Harry, I you've mean, got a tough decision to make. Yeah, you do. You've literally got I two do. sides of a coin. One where that awful family member finds redemption and it's all warm and cuddles. Or the other one where here's a real, 
Here's real life. It can suck. That is hard, eh? Okay, I, I, did, I did like them both. Yeah. I did like them both. I hate having to pick between two ones that you actually really like. I think it's the worst, but... Still have to do it. But, uh, uh, you know, I'm not going to need to have to roll a dice for anything unless I think I do have a winner in my head. And Jacob, tell Rody is one for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I knew Rody was going to win because um, mine is a classic Christmas story where, you know, everyone's warm and hugs. But what we don't have is that realistic, you know, as you said yourself when you were critiquing mine, sometimes Christmas isn't all happy, joy, love, love, love. It can be. Tough. And I, and I oh, want yeah, to make it tough. clear that, like, as much as, like, I'm saying that it's not always like that, the kind of end message of it is you can still fucking try to make it something. Do you know oh, what I mean? Exactly, exactly. Like, so, on a very serious note from Free Fell Pilots, the comedy podcast, yeah. Christmas can <laughs> suck sometimes. Um. Yeah, no, being serious, uh, this is a hard time of year. Um, yes. Oh, I'm very open about this being a particularly hard time for year for me. So obviously, you know, don't be wrong. That's not my story, right? <laughs> but Aye. see if uh, you're struggling or you uh, need uh, someone uh, to talk uh, to. If just I thought that that like kind of weather related to you and in a way like that, I definitely wouldn't have given you. Ah, exactly. You know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, like so if you are struggling and you are going through a hard time, and take to be, take a moment out of seriousness. Instead of doing, like... I mean, I'm not even going to bother doing Final Pogs. I just want to kind of say, like, um... Just reach out to somebody, please. Um, because, you know... There's, there's probably someone going through something similar. And I'm not going to say that they can help you. You probably need professional help, but... At least there'll be somebody willing to listen. Uh, Jacob, go ahead. I like you. I don't need to make any final plugs today, because... The plug should be, look out for yourself. Because yeah. Merry Christmas to all, but sometimes not everyone has a Merry Christmas. So look out for your friends, look out for your family, and um, just love one another. Don't be a dick. And Harry. Um, <laughs> oh, I'd be such a cunt if I just plugged you. <laughs> no, go ahead, do it. <laughs> just come to you on the podcast. <laughs> oh. No, I mean, I, I don't really have much more to add than, than to what you two say, do I? Yeah. Alright, so... Be, be nice, throw snowballs at racists. Yeah, do that. Yeah. So... Um, have, so... Have beards. Beards. Good beards. Not racist beards, good beards. Big beard. Be nice Big, to elves. Good beard. Be nice to elves. <coughs> okay. Um, I, I, I'm not going to lie. Don't, don't, don't kick that second child on your way home. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I was waiting all the way through, through Jacob's press to go. Yeah, I feel like they all said it coming. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and on that note, I am going to call an end to the Christmas episode of Three Failed Pilots. Good tidings to all, and to all, fucking give me some mince pies. Hey, mince pies, mince pies, mince pies. Mince pies. <laughs>